The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, it's our final conversation for the day. Let me welcome uh, Yolanda onto the show. Yolanda, firstly, I'm so sorry that uh, we've started this interview a little later than what we had uh, planned to. But I know you've already uh, told people that, you know, we're going to be having the conversation. Otherwise, I would have said we should have it later on in the week and give you uh, the amount of time that we had scheduled. But certainly it's been quite a long journey for you as a student who was expelled and banned from Rhodes University for, uh, you know, for your involvement in what was the hashtag Rhodes University reference list protest in, in 2016. Tell us a bit more about the work that you had been doing as a young activist on campus and subsequently how the university responded. Yeah, um, so, I mean, the protests occurred in 2016, mm. uh, six years ago, and the um, the university responded in the way that it did, which was to target students from the university. And, um, you know, they raised um, a number of charges, of which I was one of the students who were targeted for my alleged involvement in the rape culture protests. Um, yeah, and a few, you know, I guess from 2016 and uh, over the past six years, really, I've just been fighting for my um, my honor and for my name to be cleared because I was excluded in 2017, a year later, after the anti-rape culture protests. And um, yeah, I was excluded a year later and I hadn't testified and I hadn't led my evidence. You know, I had these charges that were leveled against me and... Um, having spent time with my lawyers who were representing me and helping me prepare for the case and prepare for the disciplinary hearing to need my evidence against these allegations. Um, the university then refused me the opportunity to, t- the opportunity to testify at the disciplinary hearing. So, I mean, that's where my, my um, I guess, my battles also stem from, really, mm. this, over the past six years, just being excluded from the university without being given or afforded a fair trial. Yes. Um, and, in, and and instead, you know, what the university did was that they protected the students whom we were saying are um, perpetrators of violence on campus. So really, it's just been a battle between myself and the university to clear my name um, and to say that, you know, it, it, how do you exclude a student for, for for actions that they they were never given an opportunity to to prove whether they, they you know, they did the, the, the things or didn't. Um I really, that's just a huge power play, I think, yeah, that was involved. A huge display of patriarchal power um, and from the university side. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean I've mean, i emerged victorious now that the Supreme Court has uh, found in my favor and has put aside the, the guilty sanction. So I'm happy, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, part of what you were challenging, right, was the disciplinary hearing that was held against you and you you were saying ultimately even in the court processes 
that it was an unfair process, it was unreasonable, and it was irrational. You, you, you were just a student, and once, you know, anybody who's been in a position of communicating between an institution of higher learning and being a student, the institution is, of course, so much bigger than what you seem as any singular individual. Did you feel that it was a bit of a, of a David versus Goliath type fight that you were taking on when you decided to not um, effectively let it be or, or, or take it lying down and, and seek perhaps to continue studies elsewhere? Um, okay, look, I can't make any comments or reference, or, you know, comments on references to the Bible because I really do not know anything about that. But, um, you know, look, as I've said, that the battle that I've been with between myself and Rhodes really has been tormenting and traumatic to say the least. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think the university is also very used to getting away with the um, similar actions that were done upon me to other students. You know, my story is not necessarily unique in that um, perhaps the university targeted. Um, me and you know I was exposed to two unfair processes. I'm not the first student who's undergone that, but I guess I am one of the few students who fought back because I know my rights. You know, and I think I was empowered by my lawyers. Definitely, it is a privilege to have been given the support um, that I've had over these years to fight back because we all know how expensive legal processes are and just fighting back. Um, legally and really just having access to the courts in South Africa, to the legal justice system. And so for me, I, I really just want to focus on the fact that I, I, I want to focus or highlight the fact that I was privileged, you know, and I'm, I'm really thankful for my lawyers and the support that they've extended to me. But I, I really have no interest in um, what the university may say about the matter because, you know, the courts have spoken, the courts really have said that the university was wrong and they need to go back and really reflect on the actions and how they they decided to prioritize, um, you know, their, their resources for silencing a black student, a black woman student who was essentially holding them accountable because I've never denied my, my involvement in the pro, pro, protest. What mm-hmm. I have denied is the allegations that they, they labeled against me. And, you know, um, I think even participating in the protest, I knew already what I would be facing, what the consequences would possibly be as a student. Um, and, you know, what's still alarming to this day is that with all these serious criminal allegations that were labeled against me, I was not once ever arrested for those allegations um, by the SATF or even tried by a, a, a court system. So it still boggles me till today how the university insists on saying that I am this criminal person who led this movement or protest action, and I need to account for the the, the, the actions of hundreds of students who were, who were protesting on that night. And, you know, I mean, today is the 18th of April. Literally on the 18th of April, these three days um, ahead of us were the exact days that we were protesting six years ago. So for me, I just want to remember the movement because it, it stopped literally on the 17th of April last night on a Sunday. And right now, I'm just spending my energy on focusing on the work that we were trying to um, achieve, I guess, through the protest, which was calling for better responses from the university in, in creating a safer environment for students, um, which I think they failed throughout the years because nothing has changed, really. Even if I'm not a Rhodes University student, I've read the headlines. I know students who've come to me and told me about their, their experiences post, post my time at the university. And so... Um, all I can say about the matter is that I'm happy, and um, it's, you know, it's, I'm not necessarily a former Rose student. I technically should be a registered student, as the courts have said. 
um, because the judgment no longer stands. And so we're just waiting from the university to tell from them what they have to say because they were given 20 court days to respond to the judgment. Um, but I will continue to exhaust every and any legal um, options that are available to me. I, can, so I am satisfied with the matter. Mm. So at the end of the day, my future has been ruined. I've been out of school for, for six years um, and I've had to pick up the pieces. And it's been very traumatic. And so, yes, it's been it's great that the, the finally justice, the court here on my side, has, has experienced that little taste of justice. But um, until I am satisfied as well with the matter, I will continue to exercise my rights. Yolanda, you know, given the experience that you've had, and I know, you know, there is the, the aspect of, of the principle, right, of of fighting what is really something that is unjust that has taken place and seeing that to the end. Do you mm-hmm. still want to, would you still want to uh, continue pursuing your studies at, at Rhodes? Um, so I think, Kathy, the, my dad, my fight, again, I wasn't fighting to necessarily go back to Rhodes. Mm. Um, I was fighting to clear my name. I was fighting for my honor. I was fighting for the fact that I was fighting back rather for the fact that, you know, I wasn't going to allow the university to bully me in the ways that they did and they've done to other students. And so, um, yes, I have every right to go back to Rhodes University as a citizen of this country, um, which it is my right to go to a public institution of higher learning, of which that was also the other reason why I was fighting. But I don't know. I don't want to make any proclaimants to say that, yes, I intend to go back to Rhodes. I mean, I can't at this point because I'm very unemployed and I can't afford higher education. And we all know the crisis of higher education in this country. So those are things only the future can tell. Um, but personally, this really wasn't about me going back to Rhodes. Oh, Rhodes was to ensure that the opportunity, should I ever want to go back and finish my degree, it should be there. And of which the courts have granted me that option. If I want to finish my degree, I can go back to Rhodes. But it wasn't about that. It was about my honor. It was about... Um, the right to a procedurally fair process should I be in trouble of any sort. Um, and also to, to stand back against patriarchal violence, really, um, and to say I won't be allowed to be bullied by these men who are in power. Oh, Yolanda, I, I, I don't think that we've been able to do your story justice in the last um, couple of minutes that we've been able to do this interview. So uh, we're certainly going to be going to be calling you back to see when we can have you on perhaps later on in the week, uh, depending on your schedule, so that we are really able to have a more exhaustive conversation about what it is that Yolanda Ejangji has really been through over the last six years in this court battle that she has been engaged in. It's just after midday. It's time for me to hand you over to uh, the update at noon. Elvis Preslin in for Sakina this afternoon. Hope you've had a lovely long weekend and are getting ready uh, to kickstart the business week tomorrow.